to my celestial design. My name is Annie Perry and I am your host. I'm a professional psychic, a seer, an interdimensional soul on a mission. A mission to help you remember where you came from, why you chose Earth, and how to access your divine light within. On this podcast, we explore stories of spiritual awakenings, psychic channeling, cosmic consciousness, and so much more. Let's go. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to part one of a two-part episode. And I am so excited to share this quantum information with you everything I learned from hypnotizing myself, splitting my consciousness, going into a super conscious state, regressing things that happened in between lifetimes. I mean, it's been a very wild two weeks over here at the My Celestial Design headquarters. So some other announcements first before we jump into the episode is that the Celestial Spirit Guide deck is now in my possession. I have the proof copy. It is gorgeous. It's incredible. It's super, super powerful. I feel the energy radiating off of it. I got it on a really sunny day. Of course, the sun is a powerful positive conduit. And so I opened it up in the sun, out on my deck, and surrounded by nature. And I just was blown away and kind of teary at how far I have come in my own journey. I mean, if you knew me four years ago, you would know that, like, Annie usually is at the bottom of a bottle somewhere in some bar, hanging out with, you know, toxic people that I attract through my own toxicity. And that's just the vulnerable, honest truth, right? That's not to get anyone's sympathy or to make me sound like a bad person, but I was a very, very out of touch with my true self. And to have gone on this journey and really come home to myself, come to understand myself, and then to offer myself up as the conduit for what wanted to come through me from my higher self, from my guides, from these more conscious versions of myself... To be that conduit in the third density is such an honor and such a privilege when I think about where I've been and, you know, the low vibrations that I had constantly in my body and the beliefs that I had constantly about myself, the very low, low, low self-worth. And I thought about all of that stuff before I even looked through the deck. I was just holding it, you know, reminding myself that no matter where you are, no matter the low vibrations in you, no matter the depth of your depression or the height of your anxiety, you can change. You can change your entire world. You can change your entire life. You cannot just move one timeline. You can move multiple. You can quantum leap yourself into a completely different reality. And that's my hope for you. That's my mission on this planet is to reveal everyone's unique individual power to themselves. I am not special. I am not special. I was simply willing. That's all that it takes. It just takes being willing. I was willing to look into my own closet and pull all of the skeletons out. I was willing to dive deep into that, you know, dark, murky water of the shadow And I was willing to trust that something better would come out of it. 
that I would come out better and more whole and who I wanted to be, that I would find what I was seeking and all I had to be was willing. So I opened up that spirit guide deck and of course the first thing I did was pull cards for my own self and it was just such a special experience. Uh, My angel got a little cheeky so I think on the last like one or two episodes I said something like, Uh, My angel doesn't really give me a lot of advice. She mostly just, you know, is like hangs out and she actually has a sense of humor and loves to laugh a lot, you know, just very, very high vibrational, no worries, no cares, no uh, belief that anything cannot be healed and brought back into reconciliation, right? Because she's that representation of my soul at total reconciliation and so she, she, you know, I said that. I said, like, she, she doesn't really give me advice. And, of course, I pulled the cards. And so when you're pulling the cards, you're, you're seeing which guide is talking to you. You have your fourth, fifth, sixth density higher self, and then you have your seventh density angelic being. And I pull the cards and it's her. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay. So then we go through. And, of course, she was spot on for what I needed to work on. Uh, concerning the one area that I pulled for. And I, you know, brought up in my mind another area that I wanted to work on myself. And I pulled the cards again, of course, not expecting her again, but she chimed right in. She was the guide that I pulled from and again, showed me exactly where I need to work. So I'm really excited about the Spirit Guide deck. By the time this episode comes out and is available to you, I will have already done an Instagram Live showcasing the cards, explaining each one explaining how to pull from them. You have an intention, you have a guide that you work with, and then you have the energy they direct you to and the chakra they direct you to. So it is part, uh, it's a co-creative process with you and your spirit guides. You're having that conversation that I have with my guides every single day, and you're having that conversation through the card deck which has always been my intention, connect you with your spirit guides, connect you with a future version of yourself that will show you the way that will help you unfold it in a way that is hopefully much easier for you, much higher uh, vibrational for you, less resistance for you. So the co-creative process is you setting and picking out your intention and then, you know, pulling the guide that's going to work with you, pulling the energy, pulling the chakra, and there's so much guidance and wisdom on these cards, and they're beautiful. I'm excited about them. They're going to bless a lot, a lot, a lot of lives. I have a feeling that this is only the original deck and that it will grow and, you know, take root and start manifesting as all kinds of different variations as everything in the quantum field does. Everything in the quantum field is infinity. So two other announcements that I want to drop here first. So if you listen to this on the drop date of the episode, you'll be the first people to hear or know about it. And then the actual offerings will be available later the week of this episode. So the first of them is called Lucid. And I'll just give you a couple of little nuggets about this. It has everything to do with what I downloaded during these mastermind sessions, during these, you know, hypnotizing myself sessions, and the answer that came out of this. So this has become my own personal, private manifestation technique. And it's 
I mean, it's glorious. It's amazing. It's incredible. I've already not just manifested things, but the way that I feel is like, you know, a good feeling times 10,000. And it is super, super sustainable. So as you listen to this episode part one, and as you listen to the episode part two, you're going to take in tons and tons of wisdom that's going to help you on your journey. But Lucid is going to be the recipe that I created out of all of this information and me taking clients through that and then gifting you with something that you will be able to use to manifest anything that you desire in your entire life. I mean, I'm so excited for all of the stories that are going to come out of this. I'm excited for my own story about what's coming out of this. But it's again, it's my personal, private, unique manifestation method honed from this information and worked on and worked through with my own spirit guides. So keep an eye out for that new offering called Lucid. The second announcement and new offering is called Lux Intuitive Business Readings. I have been using this on my own business and have up-leveled it I have like rehoned, rethought, recalibrated really everything about my business. And these are going to be 90 minute sessions of you and I combing through your business, through every single detail of your business and aligning it through me using my intuitive gifts to read your energy, to understand where you're blocked or where you're out of alignment with and how to access your true intuition, which would be me conversing with your soul about what a higher and better and more aligned timeline is for you one with a lot less resistance so that as you're building and calibrating your own business, you don't feel like you're lost in the dark, searching around, trying to figure it out. Even if you're in the wrong field, the wrong business idea, we comb through everything to get you into the deepest level of alignment. I'm psyched about this. I mean, when I downloaded it and I used it on my business, I was like, holy shit, holy shit, this is so exciting. And I have this promise to myself that every two weeks, every month, I am going to be doing this full comb through of my business, looking for any little piece that's out of alignment. And it's really exciting to just feel your business shift just by doing the work back into alignment, into a higher timeline. You feel the energy radiate through your chakra system. You feel yourself just kind of have this sigh of release as everything fits together in a more beautiful and perfect way. So again, that is called Lux and Lucid. You can tell that I have a theme in my business with Luminary, Lumen, Lux, and Lucid, and I'm sure that there are more incredible offerings coming through the pipeline, the quantum pipeline. So how do you access this kind of information? How do you download things from the quantum field? How do you use your third eye to energetically read the energy? Most importantly, how do you become a master of your own mind? Your mind is incredibly powerful. I mean, we only use 10% of the brain. Imagine if you used 100%, what would you be? superhuman. 
So this first episode is really me taking you through the journey and the story. And if you are someone who meditates or has an interest in the quantum field, in the super consciousness, if you're a hypnotherapist, if you have any kind of inkling in that field, you want to listen to this and you want to maybe even take notes or to really understand the different brainwave cycles, the different areas that I access in the quantum field so that as you enter and step into the quantum field, you can begin pushing yourself further through the veil and into these deeper states of channeling, essentially. So this came about three weeks ago now. I was having a meeting with my guides, as I do. We have our little council session pretty much every day when I'm doing meditation, journaling, you know, my business is myself. Therefore, taking care of myself is my number one priority. I am the product means I need to stay in energetic alignment as much as possible and work through the things that are causing a disjunction in alignment. And I felt myself out of alignment. I felt myself out of alignment for about four weeks. I felt my business slowing down. I felt not as engaged with my work. I just kind of felt like I was spinning my wheels. So I had this, you know, quantum council meeting with my spirit guides and I was a little frustrated and I said, I just need to kind of like yell and like get this out. I need to like let this energy out of me. So, you know, forgive me, but I kind of want to yell and and it needs to be at you because you're me and we need to like get to the bottom of this because I'm not sure what's going on. You know, Annie Perry isn't sure what's going on. I need that mirror that I receive from my spirit guides. So, you know, they're sitting there and kind of taking it and I'm getting all my frustration out and all of my, you know, feelings out. And I was like, I don't feel supported right now, which was a big one, right? My spirit guides are my support system. And I was reminded by them that the quantum field is all about asking the right questions, You hear me say this all the time, and clearly I'm human. I don't always ask the right questions, but they reminded me of that truth. It's all about asking the right questions. And so I asked them this question. Show me the universal truth underneath all of these other techniques out there regarding manifestation, regarding co-creation, right? My business is me. I am a co-creator. That's what I do full time all the time. I co-create my life. Show me the secret, the real secret, because all of these other techniques out there aren't working for me. And many of you who know me personally know that I was in a manifestation program, a very, very powerful and impactful one for two years And I did that work every day for like a year and a half and then as needed for the last six months or so of it. And so I have explored all of the different techniques and modalities and I just felt very deeply that I had a lot more to offer the world than I was offering at the time, that I was able to put out there in the world. And so I asked them, you know, show me the code, show me the code. And I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, when I crack the code, I'm going to tell everyone, anyone who will listen to me, 
I am going to tell them what the secret code is, right? So I think we all know the secret or whatever. And none of those things had really resonated with me. And I always felt intuitively that they didn't resonate because I had come from such a low vibration. And I'm talking about, I mean, very, very low self-worth, a lot of religious programming. Religious programming completely disempowers you, puts all of your power in another being. And so, my spiritual journey and work had been reclaiming all of my own energy. And I had a very hard time finding other people who came from that level of, I'm just going to use the words brainwashing, I had a very hard time. I mean, all of my, you know, uh, teachers and guides and mentors were not coming from that level of brainwashing. They just weren't. They weren't coming from that level. And so I felt like I had this handicap and I was like, you know what, universe, like, everything else is working for everyone around me, but something's not working for me and I feel it. I feel that there is something not quite clicking in my own energy. So that was my question to them. What is the secret? What is the code for co-creation? What does it all boil down to? What does it all come down to? Because every day in your life, you are co-creating with the universe. Everything around you, everything in your world, everything that you've ever experienced has been a creation of your subconscious mind. So while some people think that manifestation is just physical, tangible items, it's not. It is energy that is either aligned and flowing or energy that is stagnant and blocked. And that is impacting your everyday experience. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live the rest of my life feeling like I'm blocked or like there's a handicap or like I'm being held back because I have this super nuclear quantum energy that I want to flow through me and to just magnify every single thing that I do and take it to the next level and the next level and the next level. So I asked that question and nine days later, the answer came. The day after I asked that question, I was sitting up late at night. It was like midnight and I was fully awake. This is very unusual for me. And I kept thinking like maybe the moon is in a weird place. Maybe something cosmologically is going on just out of sync because I should not be awake and alert at this hour of the night. But it was literally midnight and I'm scrolling on Instagram, of course, and I come across a video. And for whatever reason, I felt this nudge tell me that I should watch this video. So I click on it. And to my surprise, this video is 30 minutes long. And it's not from someone that I follow. So it was absolutely put in my path and I could feel it. And I felt like I need to watch this. Now, what was being explained in this video, and you can find it online, it's a video from Mind Valley, from the Mind Valley founder. And I don't know much about them, and I honestly uh, don't care. (laughs) But the video, the content of the video, what my guides were trying to put in my path and trying to show me is something called the Silva Method, S-I-L-V-A. Now, Jose Silva is someone I had never heard of before, even though I'm pretty well acquainted with, you know, spiritual teachers, hypnotherapists, etc. And he's not really a spiritual teacher, but 
he was actually a radio repairman back in like the 1950s, 60s, I want to say. And you can look up his entire story online, the Silva Foundation, Silva School, I don't know all that it's called. But Jose Silva was a radio repairman, and he understood how energy worked. And somehow or another, he came across hypnotherapy, and, you know, it was very new at that time. If you know what I believe, it's that only in the last about 100 years, so since 1920-ish, has our energy been manifesting as our reality around us. That is something that has been channeled to us many, many times. Why beings like uh, Ra, like Abraham Hicks, like Dolores Cannon, why all of that information is coming through channels right now? Because they saw that we are entering the fourth density, which means that thought becomes form. Therefore, in an effort to help us from not, you know, destroying ourselves through completely manifesting all low vibrations, they send us information through channels. So I believe that the method that Jose Silva was able to come up with was completely channeled. And if I could talk to him, which he's already passed, if I could talk to him, I bet he would agree with me and he'd probably be really, really excited about what we're able to do now here in 2022. So back in the 1950s and 60s, he's exploring hypnotherapy and the mind. And what he did was he taught his like six or eight-year-old daughter how to be a psychic. I think she was studying for a test at school or something, and he wanted to give her the upper hand for how to remember the answers to all of the questions. And he knew through energy and through his, you know, acquaintance with hypnotherapy that he could somehow give her access to all of the information that she had heard. If she'd ever heard the answer, that she would be able to access it. So anyways, teaching, teaching her how to do this, taking her into a relaxed state, you know, and then he notices that she is not only able to answer the questions, but she's able to anticipate the question that he's asking in his mind before he even said the question, okay? So he taught his, you know, six, eight-year-old daughter how to be psychic. To me as a psychic, this makes a lot of sense. First of all, children have not a fully formed ego, which means that the veil is not as thick for them. It's much thinner and frankly, much easier for them to be psychic, so over, you know, the years and years that he went into this work, he was able to recognize the quantum field. He didn't call it the quantum field at the time. He just recognized that you could reach out with your mind and access different parts of the universe, that you could visit other planets telepathically, that you could visit other times and, uh, you know, spaces in time by using the power of your mind. And as I'm listening to the story of Jose Silva, everything that he created, all of his beliefs, his, you know, different techniques, which you can look up online, I realize, well, the Silva method is exactly how my spirit guides taught me to be a psychic. So I'm sitting there and I'm feeling very affirmed and I'm feeling like this is leading me somewhere deeper that I need to go, that I need to access. And one of the pillars of the Silva method is in order to move yourself forward or to make any kind of decision or choice or creation or anything, the first step that you want to do is you want to go into an alpha state, 
which is just closing your eyes and relaxing a bit. And you want to listen to your intuition. And then you want to allow that ping of intuition to guide you in all of your decisions. And from there, the Silva method takes you into deeper and deeper brainwave states to access other parts of your own memory or what I call the quantum field, etc. I'm listening to them explain this and I'm like, okay, I know all of this. Not only do I know it, but I actually know how to do it. And I realize that as they're going through the different brainwave states, right? So there's alpha and then there is theta and then there is delta. And I'm realizing that as a channel, I drop into delta and surf around the quantum field talking to spirit guides. I mean, instantly. And I'm still keeping part of my own consciousness conscious, right? I'm still able to have a conversation with my own clients and their spirit guides, which I should technically only be able to access when I'm in a delta state, which means I should be fully unconscious. Now, when I first started using hypnotherapy about two years ago, that was my entryway, my gateway into spirituality and to healing, I was going into this alpha theta state and being very relaxed and accessing old memories But as many of you know, I accidentally went too far and started accessing past lives. Now, that would be something you should only do in that delta state, right? You're unconscious. Someone's asking you questions. It's a true hypnosis. You are not aware of what you're saying. And normally, if you were with a practitioner, you would listen to the recording back to you about what was said. But since I had practiced so much with my guides and with channeling, was able to do this delta work in what would technically be an alpha state, as in I'm aware of my surroundings, I'm aware if someone walks in the room, I'm listening to a client and talking to them, and I'm also accessing the quantum field at the same time. I wondered if I could channel myself. And that was the only real thought I had about it. I wonder if I can channel my own self as a clearer way of talking to my intuition. Instead of just listening to that gut feeling that most of us associate with intuition, I was like, well, why don't I just channel myself? Why don't I, instead of reaching out with my mind, why don't I reach in further? And as opposed to talking to my spirit guides, who are technically myself, they are myself in a deeper density of consciousness. Instead, I want to be able to channel the current version of myself, which would be my own soul. I would be essentially the ego interviewing my own soul. And that because I was a channel and able to do this consciously, that I would be able to not just ask the question, but to write down the answers so that I'm keeping the information being given to me. Now, if you've ever worked with me, you know that when I channel, I forget 90% of the information immediately after the session because I'm just the channel. That information belongs to your soul, not to me. So, you know, I'd never done this before to try to channel my own soul, but I was like, I'm just going to point this energy of my third eye inward and see where it goes and see if I can go into the same channeling state that I am when I'm talking to someone else's spirit guides, but be talking to the current version of my soul and be writing down the answers that it gives me to my own questions. Now, this just started out as an idea 
and as something that I would try out. And I had no idea where it was going to go. I didn't even really know the questions that I would be asking myself. I just actually kind of wanted to try and see if I could even do it, see if it went somewhere. And it absolutely did. It absolutely did. So I'll tell you exactly what I did. I sat in my desk chair. You always want to be sitting up when you're doing this so that you don't actually fall asleep. I'm sitting up in my desk chair and I decided to take myself into as close as I can go to a trance state, right? When I allow another entity to basically use me as a microphone, but not fully, right? I don't want it inside my body. I want it just standing behind me and using me like a speakerphone. Now, if you're going to attempt this yourself, again, I recommend that you're sitting up, that you are very relaxed, and that you are focusing very intentionally on your breathing. This is how you start to shift the brainwave state. I don't care what anybody else says about, you know, focusing on whatever with your mind. I know for a fact that there is some sort of connection between the third eye and breathing and that that is how I go into these channeling trance states. So I start to breathe in and out very steadily. I always roll my eyes back in my head, you know, a couple of different times. This helps me focus on my third eye. Now, normally, if I was to channel, I would imagine that I'm pushing my energy out through my third eye and connecting a gold cord into the quantum field. The quantum field is an invisible field of energy that covers everything, all time, space, and dimension, and it's where all information is stored. Therefore, all information is is accessible there. And that is how I download information about you. If you've ever been in a session with me and you're like, how did she know that? I'm downloading it about you. All of us are there. All of our information, our history, all of time, space, dimension is there held in the quantum field. But you have something inside of you that is connected to the quantum field that is not your third eye. It's actually in your heart space. This is the seat of your soul. Your soul is tethered to the body through the energy system, but specifically through the heart center. And so instead of pushing the energy out from my third eye, I drew the energy down into my heart center, into my heart chakra. But as I allowed myself to relax a little more, I noticed that I sort of fell, as in my awareness kind of fell into a rabbit hole. And one part of my mind felt very distinctly detached from another part of my mind. As in one part of my mind was in the channeled process, the other mind was in my office and sitting at the desk and regulating my breathing and, you know, aware if there was any noises around me. I felt this very distinct separation of my conscious mind. And instead of getting scared and rearing back from it and thinking, oh my god, like what if I stop breathing or something, I just trusted it because I'm in my heart center, 
which means I'm in the vibration of love. I'm not in the vibration of fear and I let it take me and that heart chakra connected into the quantum field and I had the exact same channeling experience, in fact, an even deeper one with my own soul than I normally do with a, you know, spirit guide or someone else's past lives, etc. So my clairvoyancy comes through images in my mind and I noticed that when I was channeling myself, the clairvoyancy turned up like a million. Everything was so crystal clear. It wasn't hazy at all like a dream or sometimes I'm channeling other people's past lives and I'm just seeing, you know, snapshots really quickly. This was like actually being there. And again, I could feel this very distinct part of my consciousness still in the office, still sitting in the chair, and a very distinct part of me walking into the quantum field. And the more that I relaxed, the deeper I was able to go. And there was almost this like slip moment of going too far again. The same slip moment that I had when I was doing hypnotherapy and then accidentally went into a past life. It was that same feeling of, oop, you just went a little bit further. And this clairvoyant image came up all around me. It was an image of something that happened in between my lifetimes before I came here to be Annie Perry. And it was my soul standing in front of the council. So before you go into each lifetime, you stand in front of the council and you tell them what your plan is. And your main spirit guide is there with you, the one who is guiding that, you know, time space of your incarnations. And you tell them, like, this is my plan. This is what I want to do. They ask you some questions and, you know, really make sure that it's for the highest benefit of your soul. Now, what's really important to remember about the council is there's no ego. There is no low vibrations. This isn't like a judgment council. It's very much for your higher good. And you feel very, very good there. I mean, I felt amazing standing there and I had my plan of what I wanted to do, which is very, very close to what I am doing. I was just slightly missing the mark, um, but I had, you know, was telling them what I wanted to do, why I wanted to go back to earth, why I was qualified for this calling, why I was qualified for this mission that I had formulated, how I would support the mission, how I would be born at the exact, you know, day and time and environment to support the mission in the highest vibrational way possible. And it really like brought tears to my eyes to see that I had asked for something so similar to what I had been doing spiritually, but that I had actually been doing my entire life and how seeing this memory was actually going to allow me to step into a deeper level of alignment. And so I see this memory and I feel everything and then I step out of that place, right, that memory technically, and I am suddenly in this other place and it felt like it might have been the etheric realm. It was definitely in the quantum field. Might have been the etheric realm because you feel so good there. And I walk forward, you know, consciously. I walk forward and there's this clearing and this like beautiful green grass and this blue sky and I can't see a sun but I feel very warm there and I see this being standing in front of me and they're so similar to me that it takes me a moment to realize that I'm looking at my own soul. 
but that my soul is just light. And so they're mirroring back to me the way that they see me, Annie. And this is where it just got so incredible. I mean, the first thing I notice about her, I'm just going to call her her because I'm a she her right now, even though your soul has no gender. But the first thing I notice about her is her energy. She has no fear, no doubt, absolute peace, complete peace. And I was like, really, you're a part of me because I feel like I'm always, you know, I have this human brain, this human mind that's always, you know, bouncing up and down in between sureness and doubt, fear and love. You know, I live in this 3D world. I just thought that that was always a part of my reality. But I'm looking at her and I'm taking in no fear, no fear. This is the soul residing in me right now. No fear, no doubt, absolute peace. The energy of my soul is exactly the same as the energy of souls that I have communicated with in the etheric realm, right? So the souls that are technically on the other side or who have passed away, it was the same energy. They have no fear. They have no doubts. They're completely whole. They're completely just complete. It's, it's the hardest thing for me to describe, but it's so wonderful. Like you just taste it and you feel it and it feels so right And all of those other energies and low vibrations and doubtful or fearful thoughts feel like they're a million miles away. And she's just standing in this beautiful place, just radiating complete love, complete knowing, like the clearest knowing you could ever imagine of like everything, not only is everything fine, everything is wonderful. Everything is wonderful. And so I realized in that moment that the part of me viewing her is my ego and that I had separated ego from soul in order to have this experience, this channeling of my own self. And I ask her, what is this place? Where are we? Because it feels really good here and I never want to leave. Where are we? And she looks behind her and there's this like spring there. And I'll let you imagine it however you want to. But there's a spring there and there's this like stone bench. And she goes just so simply, this is the wellspring. And I say, what, what is, what is that? (laughs) You know, what does that mean to you? Because clearly you know this place. And she says, this is the wellspring. This is where we get anything that we need. We can get anything here for you. Basically, she's talking about me as a mind-body-soul complex, a, a soul having a human incarnation. And she starts downloading all of this information, how everything that I've ever received or that's ever come into my life, every bit of support, every physical item, every loving vibration, every person or being or friendship or relationship has come from this wellspring. Now, this wellspring exists, as I understand it, for every single soul. And every single soul has a little bit different view of how they see it, of how their soul understands it, which means that if I were to take you into this super conscious state, you would see a wellspring, but it would look slightly different to you. But she said that every single soul knows this place 
every single soul has access to this place. This is where I bring you anything that you that you need, that you ask for. And she shows me the vibrational difference, though, of when she gets things from this wellspring or gets energy from this wellspring, right? So it starts always as energy from the quantum field. And she says, I am the one bringing it to you, the soul. So whereas we have always believed and thought that, you know, like, God, send me this thing, you know, that I'm praying for, whatever. She's showing me that she's the one who brings it. Your soul is the one who brings it to you. That's part of their their job. And she brings it in a high vibrational form. And that high vibrational form changes on its journey from the quantum field into the 3D reality, into whatever vibration you are holding. It has this transmutation that occurs between the quantum field and the 3D reality based on your energy as the avatar. But your soul is always sending you, first and foremost, bringing you from the quantum field the highest vibrational creation of what you're asking for. And she explains to me that the wellspring is source, pure source energy, right? That's powering the entire universe. But it's just energy at this point. She says, this is where we get anything that you need. And I ask her, like anything? And she says, <laughs> she says, yes, you can get anything here. You can get physical things, energy things, uh, anything that you need, really. I mean, it was so simple to her. And then she says, but most of us only get what we need. And I say, why? Like, why wouldn't you just flood your person with everything they could possibly want? She says, well, most of them only ask for what they need. Because if you ask for more than what you need, you have to carry it. And I ask her for clarity on this. What do you mean carry it? She says, well, if you ask and call in more energies, you have to carry those energies. And she kind of downloads this image of, say you have someone like Elon Musk, who's very, very wealthy. He's carrying an enormous amount of energy, right? At all times, all of that energy is flowing through his energetic body, but because he's been doing it so long, he's so used to it now, right? It's just like lifting weights. For those of us who have never carried enormous amount of energies, we're not used to it. Means that we don't think that we can handle it, so we don't ask for that much. And she said that many souls are more keen on carrying less so that they're lighter, so that they have more sense of freedom. And I thought that was very interesting And I don't want anyone to take that as like a, you should have less than what you want, or you should only ask for the minimum, the bare minimum, because I do think that that is a contracting energy that can really, um, you know, condense and contract your energy. Whereas my soul really saw it from the perspective of, we value lightness and freedom, so we don't really take more than we need. And I was reminded of the Jesus story, right? So Jesus, as I believe in this entity, was a fourth density being who decided to come back to the third density in order to be of service. But if you look at the Jesus story, you see that Jesus manifested instantly everything that he needed and yet never really took more than what he needed, 
right? So he didn't really have a home. He just trusted that he would be able to manifest a place to stay and to sleep all the time at any moment in time. He was a master manifester. He's also a master of energy, was able to quantum heal other people simply because he believed that they were whole. Therefore, the energy changed and shifted to that belief, which is something that you and I will be able to do in the fourth density. This is very common. It's not a special thing. It was only special and unique because we were in the third density and we had this being come here from the fourth who remembered much more. And you can read the law of one to find out all about this story, but he remembered much more than the other wanderers who come here. They call them wanderers when they go backwards in densities to find more ways to be of service. But from that perspective, it made total sense. Of course, he valued freedom and the lightness to move around and just accomplish his mission and then leave, right? He didn't value acquiring a bunch of stuff, And likely because he knew exactly when he was going to be leaving and that it wouldn't serve him in any way. But I don't want you to take that and be like, okay, I need to be like Jesus and ask for less. You're at a totally different place in your soul's journey where you most likely need how to ask, need to learn how to ask for more. Because we're not operating at Jesus frequency. So hopefully that makes sense. But as she's telling me this, that souls only, you know, take what they need, really, that made so much sense to me. I was like, of course, because you, you know, you have complete peace. You have complete clear knowing of the journey and all of the time in between lives that everything is perfectly taken care of and planned for and all of that. But at the same time, she's also showing me, you can ask for as much as you want. Well, if you ask for 10 times what you normally get, I will bring you 10 times what you normally get. It's whether or not all of that energy makes it through the transmutation process of quantum to 3D. How much of it will make it there? Well, as much as you believe you deserve. And if you listen to my last episode called Energy Blocks, you'll know that this was the moment when she downloaded to me the entire visual of that football team and about how she is the quarterback, you know, trying to bring to me all of my desires, no matter what they are. If it's energy, if it's a hopeful feeling, if it's a million dollars, if it's a pair of shoes, if it's a relationship, a move, if it's sunlight, whatever it is, she is always trying to bring those to me. That's part of her job as the soul in the mind-body-soul complex. And the based on how many low vibrations I have playing on the defensive team dictates how much of that stuff gets here in any kind of timely manner. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly encourage you to do that. Now, I want to bring your attention back to the fact that half of my mind is still conscious, right? It's still sitting in the chair there. As I'm having this conversation with her, I'm feeling her energy. I'm totally mind blown. I want to like stay in this moment with her forever because she just feels so amazing. I mean, to have no fear, to have no doubt, to have the clear knowing, that was the word that just kept coming and washing over me as the ego viewing this was clear knowing, clear knowing. She has this clear, clear knowing, which is claircognizance, that all is complete, all is taken care of, all is one, everything you could ever need is provided for, everything will come to completion. But I wanted to remember all of these things because 
remember, I'm channeling, so I could forget a lot of what she's telling me. So I have this part of my brain that starts grabbing the pen uh, that I had set in front of me and writing this down. It honestly looks like crazy chicken scratch because I was only semi-conscious, but I'm like writing down all of these answers and these things that she's telling me. Some of the other questions that I asked her is, what is required to come here? right? What do I, what's required? How can I access this? How can I tell other peoples to access their own wellspring? And she said, very, very simply, love. That's it. Being in the vibration of love. And remember, when I started this, I, instead of reaching out with my third eye, I reached down into my heart chakra. That's how I got here. So love. And then she said, you just have to remember as in, this is a place that your soul knows very well. This is a place that you've come to before many, many times. You visit this place in between lifetimes. All you have to do is be willing to remember while you're in the vibration of love. And then she said, you can bathe in it too. And I was like, really? You can bathe in it. You can bathe in this water if you want to, which would be like a cleanse feeling, kind of the same way that we feel when we're in the shower. Um, All of those vibrations kind of wash out of our aura. She said you can have the same experience there. And then I asked her, how do I intake this energy? You know, if I'm going to go into a meditation and visit this place with you, how would I be intaking the energy? And since it's a spring and it's literally water, she said, you just sip, you just sip this water. And I once again was reminded of the biblical story when Jesus, Yeshua, said, you know, I will show you water and you'll never be thirsty again. It's living water. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just had this like utter realization. What he was talking about was energy. That was the living water. It was vibrational energy combined with clear knowing is essentially how we create with thought. Now, what I'm noticing at this point, because I am in this trance state and hypnotizing myself, is that my breathing starts to become more shallow, almost like panting, but I'm uh, pushing in and out these very short breaths in and out from my stomach. So I'm breathing a little faster than I normally would be, and I'm slumped over in my chair right? And I have one arm that's kind of like writing down, but it looks very like crazy handwriting. And I notice that my arms start to turn upwards, right? So kind of like palms upward. And this felt very intuitive while I was in this state. I'm not sure exactly what it means, but I think that if you go into this state, kind of how we see people meditate with their palms up or they're in some sort of religious uh, service or ceremony and they start putting their palms up, something about that positioning actually allows you to channel much more clearly. So that's a tip for those of you who are going to go out and and try to channel your own soul, which I would encourage everyone to do. Maybe you won't get that clear because you're you're not there yet in your channeling journey and your psychic journey. But if you start practicing now, those messages are going to start coming through clearer and clearer and clearer. One of the reasons I want to share this entire story with you, even though it's very personal, is because I want to expand your own mind and give you kind of an idea of what is possible for you, of these deeper levels of consciousness that are possible for you to reach with nothing but a clear intention and the willingness 
to sit down and start breathing. Now, because my breathing started, you know, speeding up at this point, I had probably been in this trance for about maybe 30 minutes or so, but I knew that I just had a few more minutes to ask her any last minute questions and I would have to try again another day because it takes so much energy out of my body to do this. So I asked her, what about distraction? And one of the reasons I asked her this is because I recognize that when I am distracted, I go have, you know, brunch or lunch with my friends, spend time with my family, uh, you know, take my dog on a hike, that I manifest easier when I'm distracted. I'm not thinking about what I'm trying to manifest. And she said, well, it's easier for me to get things from the quantum field to you when you're distracted because your awareness is on something else, which means your defensive members are not focused on preventing you vibrationally from receiving something new into your reality. I can kind of sneak it into the back door of your awareness. And I said, I don't I don't want to live my entire life like that. I don't. I want to be a conscious participant in this energetic exchange of things from the quantum field to me because I know that that's really the next level. I mean, anyone can manifest out of surprise or whatever, but I want to manifest consciously. I want to be a clear creator. I want to have this, you know, these moments with you where I am feeling that clear knowing. So how can I overcome this barrier so that I can go to that next level of of clear knowing, of clarity? And she said, well, the message is that all of your desires are real, And at all times, I'm trying to get them to you. It's about holding on to that knowing that they're real. And there was this little bit of silence because I felt like there was something else there that I wasn't grasping or allowing into my energy or allowing myself to download, right? There was this little bit of block there because I'm like, yeah, I know this. I know all of these techniques of you know, embody the vibration, et cetera, et cetera. I I know that, but I feel intuitively that there's something deeper than just that. And that isn't resonating with me the way that I know the clear answer will resonate with me. So at this point, I have to come out of this, this trance, out of this, you know, hypnotizing my own self. And it was extraordinary. I mean, it was totally, totally extraordinary Seeing a memory from Life Between Lives was probably one of the more surreal experiences that I've ever had. And when I came out of the hypnosis, I remembered that when you can view a Life Between Lives, you are actually going into a super conscious state. Now, super consciousness is what Dr. Michael Newton based all of his work on. You can read his incredible books that I absolutely love called Journey of Souls. And he has another book, but I forget what it's called. But really, he's he was a uh, hypnotherapist and he would take his clients back to regressing past lives. You notice when he went one step deeper than regressing past lives, now he was in the life between lives and he was actually just talking to their soul and their soul was revealing what happens in the in-between, all of the steps they go through, talking to the council, all of that stuff. And I had read that book maybe, I think it's been maybe about a year now. And I was like, I just experienced a super conscious state of remembering what happened in between lifetimes. 
Now, as much as I'm enjoying having this incredible supernatural experience, discovering a new, you know, level and depth to my abilities, my question still had not been answered yet. I had not found that code or that key that I was looking for. And as much as she had revealed to me, I knew that there was something deeper that I was not allowing into my energy yet. Maybe I didn't have enough of the vocabulary or the understanding Because when your guides are teaching you something, they're leading you up to it. They're not just giving you the answers. They're allowing you to discover the answers. That's how you grow in consciousness. But at this point, I have a bunch of the pieces of the puzzle and I'm like, I'm determined. I'm absolutely determined to start putting them together to figure this question out, to find the answer. And, and I remember, I think I said this at the top of the episode, I remember looking in the mirror and saying, when I crack the code, I'm going to tell everyone about it. And so I sit down with all of these puzzle pieces and I knew that the Silva method was part of the puzzle, right? Going into these deeper states of consciousness, listening to your intuition whenever you're making a decision, tuning back into intuition, as opposed to outsourcing and asking other people, should I do this? Should I do that? Like, what do you think? Instead, always going into that inner knowing. And a few days later, after I had done, you know, this hypnotizing myself, I come across someone called Neville Godard. I think that's how you say his name. Very, very well known. But I, you know, I had seen his name around in the spiritual world, hadn't investigated. I haven't read any of his books, but his name kept coming up like everywhere, you know, it'd go on social media, it would come up there, go on the internet, it would come up there. And I was like, okay, this is definitely a sign. I need to look into who this is, what their teaching is. So Neville Godard is a, or was a spirituality teacher. I don't know. He kind of gives me like hippie vibes in like the 60s, 70s. And I don't think that he is with us anymore, but he teaches something called the law of assumption. The law of assumption is assuming that you already have what you desire. Therefore, the desired thing will, you know, jump across time, space, and dimension to be with you because you assume that it already is. Therefore, you are consciously creating your reality. And for me, this was a step in the right direction because I wanted to be a conscious participant. I didn't want to be having to distract myself in order to be creating my reality. I wanted to become a master manifester, a master of magnetism, a master of the quantum field, etc. I wanted to take all of my skills and what I had learned deeper. And what I had learned about the Silva method was that that was very similar to what they would teach their participants, is that they would go into that subconscious mind, into that, you know, alpha and then into a theta state, and they would imagine what it was like to have what you wanted. You would use the power of your imagination, very similar to what Neville was teaching, using the power of your imagination as the law of assumption in order to experience in an imaginative state what it's like to have what you desire and then to allow that feeling to enter into your aura and basically sending out that calling card, that signal of what you desire. So I thought, okay, I'll give this a try. And a few nights in a row, I would kind of sit up in my bed in meditation. I would go into 
you know, not necessarily a deep channeling state, but I would just go into a theta state. Um, and for many of you, it might start out as an alpha state. You're just closing your eyes and getting relaxed. And I would just let my imagination pretend what it would be like to have different things that I desire. And I kind of walked through each one until I found one that was very easy to imagine many, many positive experiences. And I started to feel my heart chakra light up and I started to just feel all this love pouring out of me. And it felt very, very real, right? Because that's what I was going for. I was like, I really want this to feel real. I want it to be all of the moments in between, not just the highlight reel. I want it to be all of the moments in between of our everyday lives that we experience when we have the things that we want. So maybe a good example of this would be, say you're trying to manifest a house, you would imagine all of the mundane things in between that, like having to clean the house, having to move around the furniture, having people over. I don't know, maybe for some of you that's a really positive experience. But all of those in-between moments, you know, getting home from work and walking into your house, imagining all of those things happening to you. But because you're in such a state of love and gratitude for this thing that you have created out of the quantum field, it feels amazing. Those mundane moments in between feel amazing. And I really just let my imagination run wild with it. And I, you know, got to the point a few times where I was like tears and just like, wow, I really, really want this. This would be so amazing. I can feel that it's so real. I have this clear knowing that it's coming for me, but it still felt distant. It still felt distant. It still felt like it was in the future. Still felt like it's not here right now. Even though I'm imagining I already have it, it still feels like it's Like there's a a difference between me and it. And after a couple of days of this, you know, I'd been taking in this Neville information. I'd been channeling and doing more hypnosis sessions with my soul. It became very, very easy for me. It felt more like we were one unit. We were operating together, having the question answer time. My intuition was strengthened significantly by doing this. And, you know, I would have these moments of heightened positive emotion thinking about, you know, the things that I wanted to create, but then that heightened emotion would come back down. And I'm like, you know what, this isn't it yet. This isn't, I I feel I'm very, very close to it, but there is a puzzle piece here that is still missing. And I feel that there's still something missing from this practice. And I just want to tell you this, I have tried and experienced every different, you know, type of manifestation process, co-creation process, etc. And during this time, I'm lining all of those up. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, this person is saying this, this person is saying this, this person is saying this. You've got Abraham Hicks, you've got Dolores Cannon, you've got The Secret, I've got Neville Goddard or Goddard now. I've got the Silva method deeply, deeply resonating with me. I have Lacey Phillips, a modern manifestation expert. I have a plethora of mentors all over the place who all have their own, you know, unique method. And I'm like, somewhere in all of this, as I line them all up, I'm like, this is exactly why I'm a Capricorn Virgo Scorpio. We were, we were meant to get to the bottom of things. I was like, somewhere in here, there is a key, there is a code, there is a common denominator. 
And even though everyone out here is saying it's this common denominator, it's that common denominator, I know there's something deeper here. I know that there is a truth underneath the surface, a very quantum truth here that's the actual code that would help anyone. No matter where they come from, no matter what level of brainwashing they've experienced, no matter the high highs they've experienced or the low lows, no matter where they are coming from in the world, I can feel that underneath here is a common denominator, a code that I am going to crack. And when I crack it, I'm going to tell everyone, anyone that will listen to me. And it was that resoluteness within me that allowed me to crack the code. The answer is coming on the next podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see all of you on the next one. 